Welcome back to the Middling Manager Hub podcast, where we delve into the intricacies of management and leadership in today's dynamic workplaces. I'm your host, Steve Westover, and in today's episode, we're tackling a common challenge faced by managers, implementing unpopular policies or changes while maintaining a positive and productive workforce. If you're a first or second line manager, you've likely encountered demands from upper management that may seem daunting or even impossible to achieve, or maybe they're just plain unpopular. So we're going to talk about it. Grab your headphones, find a comfy seat, and let's get going. By virtue of being middle managers, we are often caught in the middle. Most of the time, we are not creating the policies for the corporation, right? We're simply implementing what we are told to do. And the pressure to execute some of these changes can be immense. And the statistics are not necessarily in our favor. Studies show that two-thirds of transformation efforts end in failure. However, there's hope. Through careful observation and strategic implementation, success can be attainable. Because the truth is, sometimes we are faced with implementing new policies or strategies that maybe we don't even agree with and have serious concerns about. So let's talk really quickly about what some of those new policies or changes might look like. So managers often find themselves navigating through various workplace changes and implementing the unpopular policies. Let's look at five examples. One, restructuring or downsizing. When organizations undergo restructuring or downsizing, managers must handle layoffs, reassignments, and changes in team dynamics. These changes can lead to uncertainty, anxiety, and decreased morale among employees. Two, implementing new technologies. We see this all the time. Introducing new technologies or systems can disrupt established workflows and require employees to learn new skills. Resistance may arise from employees who are comfortable with existing processes or fear being replaced by automation. And let's be honest, sometimes new technologies are a little bit rough as they're still being created or tweaked. And so sometimes we get to implement those even though they're not as good as what we had before. Three, changes in company policies. Managers may need to enforce new company policies related to attendance, dress code, work hours, performance evaluations, maybe a back-to-office requirement. These policies may be unpopular if they're perceived as restrictive or unfair by the employees. Four, mergers and acquisitions. During mergers or acquisitions, managers must integrate different company cultures, processes, and teams. Uncertainty about job security, changes in leadership, and conflicting priorities can create tension and resistance among employees. And five, implementing cost-cutting measures. Organizations may implement cost-cutting measures such as reducing benefits, freezing salaries, or eliminating perks, or simply the inability to rehire and spread out the workload. Managers are often tasked with communicating and enforcing these changes, which can lead to frustration and dissatisfaction among employees. Navigating through these workplace changes requires effective communication, empathy, and proactive engagement with employees to mitigate resistance and foster a positive work environment. So if a lot of these change efforts end in failure, what can we do to 
help ensure that the company's vision is achieved and that we are successful in managing the change in policy. So what sets successful transformation efforts apart? It boils down to two key factors, frontline employee engagement and a sense of ownership in driving the change. When frontline employees are actively involved in crafting and implementing solutions, the success rate skyrockets to an astonishing 79%, according to a 2010 McKinsey Global Survey. One of the most significant challenges for managers is transforming employee resistance into active engagement. But it's not an insurmountable task. Let me share with you a compelling case study. Act 1 sets the stage with an all-too-familiar scenario, with some employees even contemplating leaving their positions to avoid perceived threats. However, Act 2 demonstrates a stark shift in approach. The interim manager takes decisive action by engaging employees in defining the challenge, crafting solutions, and implementing a testing phase. Through transparent communication and active involvement, the manager fosters a culture of innovation and collaboration. And Act 3 unveils the remarkable outcome. Not only is the change successfully implemented, but it also sparks the birth of an innovative culture where management and employees collaborate regularly to tackle challenges head-on. So what's the secret behind this transformation? It's a five-step process that any manager can adopt. One, we must be able to explain the context behind the change. We must then define clear objectives and expectations, engage employees in crafting solutions, support employees during the testing phase, and then finally provide transparent criteria for evaluating solutions. This process isn't limited to any specific industry. It's been proven effective across various sectors, from private services to manufacturing. So managing unpopular policies or changes requires more than just top-down directives. It demands genuine engagement and collaboration with frontline employees. And by following the five-step process, we can navigate through challenging transitions and foster a culture of trust, innovation, and success within our teams. So then what happens, that might sound great, but what happens when it really is a top-down directive and we are not involved as managers in creating these changes? How do we then engage our employees and create that kind of atmosphere where we can really build the buy-in and get them excited for the change? So let's take a deeper dive into each step of the five-step process for implementing change. One, explaining the context behind the change. Transparency is key when introducing any change in a workplace. Managers can clearly communicate the reasons behind the change, including any external factors or internal goals driving the decision. And if we don't know those or if we're not told, ask the questions. Try to dig deep yourself, hopefully before we try to communicate this with our staffs, but don't be afraid to ask questions so you can truly understand it yourself. Because if you're bought in, it's going to be easier to get others to buy in as well. Providing context helps employees understand the necessity and purpose of the change, reducing uncertainty and resistance. It's important to address questions such as, why is this change happening now? And what are the expected benefits? If we can answer those questions for ourselves in a, in a satisfactory way, 
we're going to be much more successful in sharing those answers with others and even asking the questions of your employees. Okay, why do you think this change is happening now? And what are the expected benefits? What can we achieve for the organization through this change? Get them thinking about it as well. Two, define clear objectives and expectations. Once the context is established, managers need to define clear objectives and expectations for the change initiative. This includes outlining specific goals, timelines, and desired outcomes. Clarity regarding what needs to be achieved helps align everyone's efforts and prevents misunderstandings. Objectives should be smart, meaning specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and time-bound to ensure they're actionable and meaningful. Currently in my workplace, we're undergoing a change in a technology system that we use. And from the outset, it is not as robust or useful, not as user-friendly or even customer-friendly as a previous system that we still have access to. And so we're trying to get people to adopt this new technology because there are some benefits to it in the long run. It's just difficult at the moment seeing the short-term pain paying off. So for us, it's really understanding and creating that SMART goal, being specific and measurable, really defining what it means and how we can measure what success looks like and put in our best effort. Three, engage employees in crafting solutions. Employees are valuable sources of insight and creativity when it comes to finding solutions to workplace challenges. Managers should actively involve employees in brainstorming and decision-making processes related to the change. This can be done through team meetings, workshops, suggestion boxes, or online collaboration platforms. By soliciting input from frontline staff, managers not only tap into their expertise, but also foster a sense of ownership and commitment to the change initiative. So even though we may not be involved in creating the change, we are responsible for implementing the change. So even if it's a top-down directive that we are not involved in crafting this change, we can still go to our employees and seek their input because they're smart people too. They understand that, okay, the company wants this to happen. How can we as a team make that happen in, in a productive way? Four, support employees during the testing phase. Change can be disruptive, and employees may encounter obstacles or resistance along the way. Managers play a crucial role in providing support and resources to help employees navigate through the transition period. This may involve offering training programs, providing access to mentors or subject matter experts, or reallocating resources to address emerging challenges. Regular check-ins and feedback sessions allows managers to address concerns promptly and reinforce a culture of continuous improvement. And don't be afraid to gather responses. If there are struggles, if there are problems, we need to gather that information up so that we can share that with whatever team is creating this change, whether it's a new technology or something else, so that we can share with them what our struggles are because in many cases, they're seeking that information so they can improve the process. So gather the information from your employees and don't be afraid to share that up the chain. And five, provide transparent criteria for evaluating solutions. As the change initiative progresses, this involves defining key performance indicators or KPIs or success metrics aligned with overarching objectives of the change. 
By clearly articulating what success looks like and how it will be measured, managers empower employees to track their progress and make informed decisions. Additionally, transparency fosters accountability and trust within the team, ensuring that all stakeholders are working towards a common goal. How many times have we felt like we're going to be tested on a subject and we don't really know what that test is going to look like? By being transparent with the criteria that they will be evaluated on, we take the fear and the uncertainty out of that. Yes, there will be a test because there are still some objectives and KPIs that we need to hit, but by defining what they are, it gives us power to really go out and achieve and work towards hitting those KPIs instead of having some ambiguous nebulous goal of, hey, let's try to get better and not really knowing what that looks like. By following these five steps, managers can effectively navigate through the complexities of change management and empower their teams to adapt in an ever-evolving professional landscape. So remember, successful change implementation requires patience, communication, and a commitment to continuous improvement. Organizations by nature are not static. They're always changing. They're always evolving. We've probably all heard the adage that the only constant is change. Well, it's true. Things are always going to be changing. And sometimes organizations implement changes or policies that they know are going to be unpopular. First, when I'm thinking about uh, an unpopular workforce change or policy that's going on right now, it's the back to office where a lot of employees have gotten used to the remote or hybrid work environment where they have received greater flexibility in how they do their work from where they do their work. Um, And it's been something that they've really enjoyed. And a lot of companies are saying, okay, we need you back in the office to enhance collaboration and communication or to promote the organizational culture. Um, Maybe they wanna increase productivity and accountability or facilitate mentorship and training. They'll have a lot of reasons why for why they do things. So let's take a look at some of the reasons why a business might implement a change that they know is going to be unpopular and challenging for the employees. One, business necessity. Sometimes changes are just necessary for survival or long-term success of the organization, even if it's painful. This could include cost-cutting measures, restructuring, or adopting new technologies to remain competitive in the marketplace. While these changes may be unpopular in the short term, they are deemed essential for the organization's sustainability and growth. Two, market demands. External factors such as changes in consumer preferences, regulatory requirements, or industry standards may necessitate organizational changes. Organizations may need to adapt to shifting market dynamics or comply with new regulations, even if it means implementing unpopular policies or practices. Three, leadership decisions. Organizational leaders may make strategic decisions based on their view for the company's future. These decisions may involve rebranding, expanding into new markets, or restructuring the organization to align with long-term goals. While leaders may anticipate resistance to these changes, they believe they're necessary to achieve strategic objectives. Four, efficiency and effectiveness. Organizations may implement changes to improve efficiency, streamline processes, or enhance productivity. 
While these changes may lead to short-term disruptions or discomfort among employees, they are intended to create a more agile and more responsive organization in the long run. Five, crisis management. In response to crises such as financial downturns, public relations scandals, or operational challenges, organizations may need to implement unpopular policies or changes as part of crisis management efforts. These changes are often driven by the need to mitigate risks, restore stakeholder confidence, and stabilize the organization's operations. Internal alignment. Sometimes organizational changes are necessary to realign internal structures, cultures, or values. This could involve redefining organizational priorities, addressing systemic issues, or fostering a more inclusive and equitable work environment. While these changes may encounter resistance, they are essential for promoting organizational health and sustainability. Overall, organizations implement unpopular policies or changes with the understanding that short-term discomfort or resistance may be outweighed by the long-term benefits and strategic imperatives driving the change. Effective communication, stakeholder engagement for navigating through these transitions and fostering organizational resilience. So when we look at an example like back to office, where it is really upsetting a lot of people, and for good reason, they're losing a level of freedom. It may even cost them more to return to the office, returning to a commute. They lose time, they lose money. So there are reasons why employees don't like that. But there are many stated reasons why employers might. And even though they implement this change, and as a manager, we might be in the position of enforcing that change. We need to be aware of the challenges so we can be empathetic to our employees but also understand the larger company goal in achieving that. Now, like I mentioned earlier, sometimes the stated goal is not the only goal. Sometimes organizations know that changes will be so unpopular that they will force people to leave. People will decide that it's not worth it anymore. And so by affecting a new policy that's unpopular, they can effectively downsize staffing without layoffs without the added expenses of severance and those kinds of things. So sometimes attrition is expected and may even be part of the overall plan. Change is hard, whether we're a manager or whether we're a frontline employee. We know it's going to be hard for us, but we also need to be aware that it's hard for our employees. There's so much uncertainty with it. This instability that's created makes us wonder what the future might look like. But effectively managing through unpopular change requires a combination of empathy, communication, and strategic foresight. While implementing policies or initiatives that may be met with resistance can be challenging, it's essential for managers to prioritize transparency, employee engagement, and support through the process. By explaining the context behind the change, defining clear objectives, and actively involving employees in crafting solutions, Managers can foster a sense of ownership and commitment among their teams. Supporting employees during the testing phase and providing transparent criteria for evaluating solutions helps to build trust and accountability, paving the way for successful implementation and adaptation. Ultimately, managing through unpopular change is not just about achieving short-term objectives. It's about cultivating a culture of resilience and innovation and continuous improvement within the organization. By embracing change as an opportunity for growth and learning, managers can empower their teams to navigate through challenges with confidence and adaptability, 
ultimately driving long-term success and organizational effectiveness. Thank you for tuning in for today's episode of the Middling Manager Hub podcast. I hope you found the discussion on effectively managing through unpopular change insightful and informative. As managers, navigating through challenges and implementing change is a constant journey. By prioritizing transparent communication, engaging employees, and providing support during transitions, we can create a workplace environment that fosters resilience, collaboration, and innovation. Remember, Managing through unpopular change is not just about overcoming obstacles. It's about embracing opportunities for growth and transformation within our organizations and teams. Stay tuned for future episodes where we'll continue to explore strategies, insights, and best practices to empower managers like you in leading with purpose and resilience. Until next time, continue leading with purpose, empathy, and a commitment to the empowered workforce of tomorrow.